Hey guys, I hope you're having a great day and welcome back to Econ Recaps. Starting with the market, the S&P 500 gained 37 hundredths of a percent today, closing at a price of $4,381.89. The best performing sector was consumer discretionary, with the corresponding sector ETF, XLY, up 1.3%, erasing yesterday's losses. The sector was led by their largest constituent, Amazon, which rose four and a quarter percent today, the most of any company tracked in the S&P 500. The catalyst for this run-up was the announcement that AWS will be investing $100 million into its generative AI centers, which will help its clients using the web hosting service to integrate AI and machine learning into their website. It also helped that Loop Capital Markets analyst, Rob Sanderson, upped his price target for the retailer to $180 and said the AWS slowdown has likely bottomed. This is well above the consensus analyst estimate of $140, which already calls for an 11.5% gain on the company. On the opposite end of the spectrum, it was a tough day for regional banks. U.S. Bancorp closed the day down 3.6%, Zion's Bancorp was down 3.5%, Fifth Third and Citizens Financial were both down 3.25%, and Comerica was down 3%. This comes as the second day of Jerome Powell's testimony continued with a hawkish theme and an overall higher-for-longer stance on the prime rate. Looking to other news, Morgan Stanley analysts follow Barclays and cut Tesla's rating from overweight to equal weight. They reiterated the message that after the recent run-up, investors should take profits and that the AI boom is still a ways off from truly benefiting Tesla. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have agreed to a cage fight on Twitter, though it is not clear if the two billionaires are serious as Mark Zuckerberg has been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for the last 18 months and has even taken gold in his first tournament. Elon Musk, on the other hand, is not known for his fighting ability and joked on Twitter that he planned on using a move he calls the walrus, in which he just lays on top of his opponent. Allegedly, the match will take place at the coveted Vegas UFC octagon. Moving on, the total short interest on domestic equities has exceeded $1 trillion this month, according to S3 Partners LLC. This is the highest it's been since April 2022, and similar to then, worry is about higher interest rates, shrinking liquidity in the market, and waning consumer demand have investors thinking that the year-to-date market run-up isn't going to last. Exacerbating this is the uneasiness of the fact that most growth has been concentrated in the large tech companies, who were emboldened by the promises of unproven AI benefits. Following up on a story from earlier this week, the search for OceanGate's Titanic submarine is no longer expected to be a rescue, but instead a recovery. The company announced today that it believes the passenger and crew have been lost, and it was revealed that the U.S. Navy detected Titan Sub's implosion days ago. Due to the pressure at those depths, it was hard to pinpoint where any sound or signal was coming from, but this morning, a debris field was found about 1,600 feet from the Titanic. Legacy auto giant Ford was awarded a $9.2 billion loan from the U.S. Energy Department for construction of three battery factories. This is a joint venture with South Korean battery giant SK Corporation and is expected to have a total price tag of $11.6 billion. 
This will help Ford expand its EV presence as it produced roughly 132,000 electric vehicles in 2022, but it is looking to make as many as 2 million by 2026. The EV company Lucid Motors has reached an all-time low, now down 90% from its all-time high and 42% from its SPAC IPO in 2021. The reason for this decline was due to Lucid's CEO claiming that they may never adapt to using Tesla's charging stations like Rivian, Ford, and General Motors have all agreed to do earlier this year. This made investors panic as Tesla is a leader in the electric vehicle market and by not adapting, Lucid may be leaving its consumers stranded without adequate charging infrastructure. Both Elon Musk and Lucid CEO Peter Rawlinson have criticized each other's companies on Twitter, and their relationship may be playing a role in Lucid's decision, which is never a good sign. As big companies struggle to get their employees to return to office, Citigroup announced that it will reprimand staff if they do not comply with the return to office policy. They have also instructed managers to consider compliance with the rules when deciding an employee's performance and pay package. Lastly, Federal Chair Jerome Powell had his second day in front of Congress for his semi-annual monetary policy report, in which he announced that he believes unemployment will continue to climb as it's only at 3.7%, he reiterated that the Fed may raise capital requirements for big banks, which is any bank over $100 billion, and finally made it clear that the Fed will raise rates at least two more times this year. For tomorrow, we will hear from Federal Reserve Presidents Jim Bullard, Raphael Bostic, and Loretta Mester, as well as get the Manufacturing and Services PMI. Also, make sure to check out yesterday's video where we discuss Amazon's FTC complaint and Logitech's 10% share buyback. Thank you for watching Econ Recaps, and we hope you have a great night. Cheers.